0: you were listening to talk crooked the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh cry and rage about an unspeakable subject while enjoying adult beverages and being sick and hormonal mm-hmm. today so this will be interesting
1: yeah <laughs> it'll be fun it's fine
0: it's it's all fine um <laughs> uh who are we i'm kay i'm carrie nice to meet you hi
1: Never seen you before in my life. I know.
0: It's so weird. Like, we yeah. just kind of stumbled into this room together. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just memorized the way to your house.
0: I know. It's so creepy. Yeah. You're a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Ugh. All right. I'm going to get my brain to start working because I have been on the couch all day. Yeah. So. I was at work and it wasn't bad.
1: It was just, it was kind of stressful this morning and then it was, it was fine.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a good story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll i take it over the bitch with the bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the trash bag.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think I'll ever not be mad about that.
0: Yeah, that's the worst.
1: The amount of disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs>
0: but anyway, that's not what we're here to no, talk about today. No, it's not. We're here to talk about fun stuff. Well, mm-hmm. Kind of. <laughs> not really today, but <laughs> my poison oak is still here. By the way, Aww. in case anyone gives a shit, I still have poison oak. It's been two weeks. I'm ready to die. I'm so sorry. Ugh. I could not imagine. I just it to leave. I bet. I'm to the point where it feels like it'll always be there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, when you're sick for a really long time, and you're yeah. like, well, I guess this is just how I feel all the time now. <laughs> yeah. This will. This is how life will be from now on. That's kind of how I feel. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> and I hate it.
1: It won't be like but, this for long.
0: Yeah. I had a really hard time with this episode topic, too, but, because I really wanted to do a really good job, and then that inhibited me, because it made me more anxious, Yeah. so... But anyway, this week, <laughs> not to be too much of a downer, so uh, this week we are talking about Breast cancer. Which isn't really that unspeakable of a topic, but the area we're going into is. Yeah. For sure. Because um, we all know that everything turns pink for one month out of the year and to raise awareness and things like that, but... Um, you know, sometimes it can distract from the reality of this of this horrific disease and what it does to people. Um, that's a little different than other types of cancer. Um, mm-hmm. But do you have anything to to plug or talk about at the beginning of this before we get started? No, I don't think so. Me neither. I've just been watching The Office on repeat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've been watching The Office at work. Yeah. And then I've been working on my writing at home and, um, trying to figure shit out. I've got, um, I finally got up the courage (laughs) to email financial aid today. Nice. And I'm setting up an appointment to figure out how much money I owe the college. (laughs) Oh, that's scary. (laughs) And then how, how to go about getting loans. Cause I know that I'm going to have to take out loans and, (laughs) um, I mean, that's, people have to do it, and that's fine. It happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll be able to pay it off. Yeah, absolutely. Once you, you know, graduate and get a big girl job, you'll be fine. Yeah. 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 Totally fine. Everything's fine. Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fine. <laughs>
1: Everything is cool when you're part of a team.
0: <laughs> I was pitiful. I loved it. We sing at work sometimes when things are real shitty. It's just everything is awesome. <laughs> 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 oh goodness gracious! Um, well, to be honest with you guys, I might cry during this episode. So this this might be a rager and a crier more than a laugher. But we're gonna we're gonna record some really fun minisode stuff and yeah um i'm so
1: excited for the minisode stuff because i love that so much mm-hmm. as much as i love this i love that just as much me too and
0: it's a little more pure Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: i love laughing at the misfortune and stupidity of others <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes oh goodness and can i tell you i think we did an amazing job with the bdsm episode
0: me too girl it was hilarious it
1: was I, I, like, I got to listen to it, like, all the way through, and I mm-hmm. was just like,
0: we did really good. I had to cut a lot of bullshit out. <laughs> it took forever. <laughs> we were really drunk. We had to be. Yeah, we had to be. It was really fun, though. I had a blast with that yeah. episode. I I was actually surprised at how
1: confident I was. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember most of that.
0: No, we were both really drunk.
1: <laughs> we were shit faced. We were
0: really drunk. There's so many words that we mispronounced and I was just giggling to myself while I was editing.
1: <laughs> I just heard sorry I'm drunk so many yes. times. I'm sorry, and I'm fine. drunk.
0: I'm drunk. It's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's just gonna be the word Come now.
0: Here. I, have you a <laughs> I have to sell you a secret. I sell you a secret. I I have something I lost my purse. <laughs> oh, that was my drunk Karen. Um not your mom. Karen Cogareth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the aspect that we kind of decided to focus on with breast cancer is more of the uh body issues that go along with it um yeah it's a little bit different than you know oh i'm not g-, than, than some types of cancer where maybe you have to get some, which i mean i guess it goes along with like an amputation or things like that but there's an added issue when it comes into the like sexuality issue of it because um a yeah. lot of women i mean our, our 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 breasts are important to us feeling attractive to most of us and yeah um, big, small, east, west, <laughs> whatever shape, size. I mean, it, it's it's something that's important to us, whether we realize it or not. Um, yeah, like I didn't realize how
1: how much I enjoyed mine until I started losing weight, mm. and that's where that's like the first part of where it's coming off. Yeah, and my boobs are smaller now, and I'm just like, well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, well, maybe they can fit in one hand now, but do I like that? <laughs> what do you think?
0: Oh, uh, that's always the first place I lose it too. Mm-hmm. and uh, oh God, the first place I gain it and last place to lose it is my ass, oh my and God. thighs, and I wish that that was the opposite, <laughs> but, but see, it's fine. I'd
1: rather have a bigger ass than a bigger tummy,
0: well, yeah, I mean, it's in my ass thighs stomach and tits but as soon as i start to lose weight my tits are the first thing to go yeah and it's like and it's okay like, okay, like, but the tummy yeah like could, problem. could we go in the other direction <laughs> with that please yeah um and you know it's one of those things that you don't really realize until you get into it and there's a lot of shaming that goes into things there's a lot of insecurity around going to doctors And it can be really overwhelming and a really overwhelming part of your life. Mm -hmm. Time in your life when you get this diagnosis that could end up being life threatening. And now you're also thinking about the added weight of, okay, is my husband still going to find me attractive or partner going to still find me attractive? Yeah. How is this going to affect me? And my clothes aren't going to fit me anymore. You know, like. So much. Yeah. So much. Do I get a reconstruction? Do how many different ways are there of doing that? A lot. It turns out Uh found all of them. They're terrifying. Um, And reconstruction is actually really painful. Like people don't think about that kind of thing. It can be really painful. Implants can burst. Implants can shift things can stretch and sit in the wrong way you can they can be botched and you can be stuck with this horrific chronic pain for the rest of your life yeah until you get up the guts and courage to finally go to another doctor and fix it or get the money to fix it you know yeah. and my mom um
1: had an employee one time who had had i don't remember if she had a reduction or implants done but she was sitting in the bathtub one day after she'd had that done and her nipple just fell right off. Mm! Yeah. Her she- actual one? Yeah. Oh, my God. She had to put it in a Ziploc bag and go to the hospital and get it put back on immediately.
0: Well, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I didn't know I had a f- Inc- I had a fear of that. And No, I now that. I do. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's what nightmares are made of. Yeah. Of like all of a sudden it's like you're naked in front of school and then your nipples <laughs> fall off. Like that's now added <laughs> and then all your teeth fall out or whatever, yeah. you know, like <laughs> whatever happens in those weird dreams. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's crazy. And it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things. The thing that, Okay, so just, I, I don't want to come across as someone who has no connection to, to cancer. Um, Just to give you a little bit of my background. I don't know about you, but um, cancer runs really heavily in my family. My dad's had it twice um, in kind of a similar way to what breast cancer is to women. My dad has had cancer. My dad had testicular cancer, and he had it twice, and the second time he had it, they had to amputate. Oh, So, no. he had reconstruction. Well, not really reconstruction. He got fake testicles and Mm -hmm. he's been on hormone replacement since I was in seventh grade and that has been really hard it's been hard on their marriage it's hard because it makes you because those are serious hormones that you're having to replace synthetically yeah and so think you get because of the way things are it can be creams it can be pills it can be sometimes at at one point i think he was on a like a syringe type Mm -hmm. of material type of medicine that he had to like inject in his thigh and like it's really really hard and there's so much more layered in that goes with it he didn't he and he's opened up to me a little bit about that about how he felt like less of a man for a while and because you feel like what makes you a man or what makes you a woman has been stripped away yeah you know um and he was telling me when I went back to therapy or when I went to therapy for the first time, we we talked about this a little bit. And he was like, you know, I probably should have gone to therapy. That would have been probably made things easier on our marriage and made things easier for me to cope and and, and things like that. And just the thing to remember is that cancer isn't the ribbon. You know, no, it's not. It's people. It's it's people's lives. And it's. Yeah the fight against cancer has been very much romanticized
1: mm-hmm. in that
0: way of someone finds out that they their partner has cancer and they sit down we're gonna fight this we're gonna go every step of the way and it's like okay but you got to think about the weight of what the person's getting being put through and i honestly yeah. think that this is going to be the thing we look back on in a hundred years or whatever people look back on and say oh my god god they're do let's do a podcast episode about what cancer treatments used to be like because (laughs) that is horrific yeah and a mercury douche pales in comparison yeah um Uh so um i have
1: cancer that runs heavily in my family as well Mm -hmm. um i my grandmother actually had breast cancer really yeah she had it when i was when i was much younger i mean i remember going to the hospital like when she was finally going into remission. Mm. Um, oh, that's awful. Yeah. So she had it. Um, my aunt had a scare a while back. My mom had a scare because she had something in her breast and they didn't know what it was. And I remember being so terrified when Oh my god. she had to go have surgery to get it removed and we mm-hmm. didn't know what it was. And, um, it turned out to be nothing, thank God, but it was just a random growth that had happened yeah. and it was good that they caught it when they did, cause who knows what it could have turned into. Right. Um, I have a cousin that had prostate cancer. Um, and when I was younger, I went to a school and one of the younger kids that I would gotten kind of close to, her mother had cancer. Oh my gosh. And, um she died oh my god from it around that time i I don't remember what kind of cancer it was but i mean it was um but i remember that just being a very big loss and that being something that the whole
0: school felt Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 my dad's had it twice three times if you also count skin cancer my mom's had a couple skin cancer places taken off as well Mm. um I Think all of my grandparents have as well. And it's always like on their nose. Oh, or like right here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's got a scar there now. Um my grandfather had lymphoma and prostate cancer, I believe. He had oh. he had prostate cancer first and then he had lymphoma and it was stage four when they caught it. Oh my goodness. He survived. Um that was rough. Um <laughs> really, really rough. Yeah. Um and I'm trying to think. My mom's mom also died of colon cancer when I was two, so I never got to know her. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad's cousin died of it. It was all over his body and his stomach and his bowels, you know, everywhere like that. Um, And I think his his uncle recently died of brain cancer. I mean, it's just nuts, man. I mean, everybody knows somebody and everyone's been touched by this disease, so it's important to... I don't know. It's important to talk about it because it's one of those things that everyone wants to raise money for, but nobody wants to have a conversation about it. Yeah. It seems like as well. And like what it's really like um, from the inside, which I've never had it personally. Thank God. Knock on wood. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's another reason to make sure we all go to the doctor regularly. Yes. Um.
1: So. And women have mammograms yeah. regularly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, okay, I guess one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about is how, and I am going to bring up The Fault in Our Stars a little bit here because <laughs> well, yeah, it's a beautiful story and it's wonderfully written. And if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, do it right now. It'll change your life. Um, but so our society, what really struck me when I read that book and slash watched the movie was how it really dealt with the fact that the people in our society look at people with cancer as very, quote, other. Mm-hmm. And, um, like they're outsiders, or less than, um until they're survivors, of course, and then it they're they're praised and uplifted, and it's oh, it's so heroic, and all that stuff, but yeah, when people are in the thick of their illness and need the most support, we alienate them, um, we talk about them as though they're not in the room, we avoid them, we treat them as though they're the only their only purpose is to get better, yeah, um, and we kind of skip over the battle and just look at what the outcome is going to be once they get through it instead of helping them to appreciate life and helping them to remember distracting them from their illness, that kind of thing. Just, Mm -hmm. I mean, um, unfortunately, you don't always get to get better. No.
1: And you don't always survive. And the important thing is to appreciate what's going on right now Mm -hmm. and I mean, as horrific as the cancer treatments are, you need people that are around you that are going to be positive and uplifting and being, be able to distract you from how awful bring you a drink, bring you a
0: blunt, bring you, (laughs) you know, Yeah. (laughs) turn on a show, go outside. You know, the thing to remember is that when, when a cancer, when, when someone who's going through chemo feels good that's the time they have you have to take advantage of that time because so much of the time they feel awful yeah so um like I remember thinking that I didn't want to lose my father but that I would rather he died than have to suffer through chemo and not be who he is anymore and how is that right Mm -hmm. when I was a kid like because I didn't want him to be different he's this big strong guy like he used to be a quarterback and I was like oh my god if he has to go through chemo he's going to turn into this like shriveled person who can't do what he wants anymore but that's not fair at least he would still i mean he would still be alive and that's his choice yeah um i was also you know in fucking seventh grade so um <laughs> but how it, the the point is that like how is this experience any different from other either part of li- any other part of life mm-hmm. we experience hardship every day but when we're faced with our own mortality with our own mortality suddenly we're shed away so, like, ev- like the fight against cancer is shameful, or something like that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely romanticized, but no one seems to want to see it. Um, every day we're warned about what causes cancer, and it's every- it's something different every day now. But th- the point is that we're all human, and no, we don't know entirely what causes this ancient disease, because it's not new, and it's not caused by cell phones, you ignorant <laughs> sluts. Um- <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant <laughs> sluts. <laughs> Dwight, you ignorant slut. you ignorant slut. But... How would you want to be treated if you got this diagnosis? Yeah. The truth is most of us would want to be treated the same way as we are now. People with cancer are still people and they are not their disease. So do your part. Cancer doesn't discriminate. Old, young, rich, poor, etc. Do your part. Donate. Donate to the research. Thankfully, this disease is not always a death sentence for everyone. Um, And here again, make sure you go to the doctor. (laughs) Go to the doctor regularly. At least go to your yearly checkup. Get your labs done, all of that. Um, And the point is that, and and do your best to emphasize, because here I'm going to interject a little horrific story that Kay and I have both been through a couple of times. Um, (laughs) You don't know everyone's story. Yeah. Um, Every year at the movie store where we both worked, um, we do a cancer fundraiser for lymphoma. For the whole month of March, mm-hmm. you just you donate you round up your loose your your change to the nearest dollar, and you donate your pennies or yeah. quarters or whatever it is. Um, That's not much. No, it's not much. And <laughs> um, so when you walk into a store and they're asking for donations to cancer research, um, <laughs> that is not the time to give someone a lecture on how cancer is already cured by some weirdo in South America or something and that, <laughs> uh, and to act like you know everything and just so like just maybe like keep that to yourself and just say no. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to judge you and say enjoy your 3 cents because your 3 cents means more to you than my grandfather's life in my head when you say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but you also don't know that the type of cancer they're asking for donations for is the type you don't know like when you come in and you give me this lecture for 20 minutes about how cancer's already cured and how this is all a scam and um like who is that helping yeah you don't know that the kind of cancer i'm asking for donations for is the type that almost killed my grandfather you have no fucking idea what other and
1: let let me just say this if you go into a retail store And you get mad at the person that is serving you because they have to ask you if you want to donate to something, don't scream at them. They're just doing their job. They will get in trouble if they do not ask you. Yes. And I'm sorry, but if you want to scream at someone, scream at the person at corporate that you get on the phone with. But then know in your heart that you are an ignoramus. Yes, (laughs) <laughs> because why why spend all this time and energy getting being mad about something that's actually going to help people? Yeah. <laughs> and who are you helping? Like, yeah. Who are you helping? Who are you helping by screaming at the person that makes 725 an hour? No.
0: <laughs> oh god. Okay. Like, rant over. I'm done. Yeah. I just <laughs> needed to cleanse for a second. So, It's um, <laughs> okay. I think we both did. Yeah. So, um Just to wrap that up, um, honestly, it's also really important to keep a good sense of humor about this disease, because how yeah. else can we cope with the darkness in our society? Like, what better way to cope than to laugh at it, right? So yeah. just keep a good sense of humor. Um, Which is what we're all about here. Yes. Not just about this particular type, but all cancer. Um, mostly because aside from going to the doctor, it's this isn't a very pre- preventable disease. Um, so... The biggest thing to remember is that everyone's cancer journey is different, Mm -hmm. period. There is no need to one-up or to try to compare awfulness. It's all awful. Yes. So just bear that in mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I won't read your email. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's all shit. So we're just talking about this one in particular because it has to do with some body shaming things and some negativity and a lot of things that were really eye-opening to me in particular that I'd never thought of before.
1: Yeah, me me neither. And just
0: to preface, like, we know that not everyone feels this way. Mm -hmm. If you decide to get reconstruction, go for it. That's your choice. If you decide not to, that's also your choice. The point is that it's your choice and everyone gets to be accepted for their choice. Yes. That's
1: the biggest point. And Um, you don't get to shame anyone, especially not someone who has had cancer, and has been through horrible chemo and wondering whether or not they're going to be
0: alive the next day and whether or not to just stop yeah and be done and just let the cancer win sometimes because i tell you it it's it gets really bad (laughs) when you're in treatment yeah um okay so let's throw out some numbers for a second um, so, about 1 in 8 U.S. women, that's about 12%, will develop Im- invasive breast cancer over the course of her lifetime.
1: That's a crazy high
0: number. It is. That's scary. Um, yeah. In 2019, an estimated 268,600 cases of invasive breast cancer are expected to be diagnosed in, the w- in women in the U.S., along with 62,930 new cases of non-invasive which is nuts. Yeah. Um, that's so high. Um, oh, and it also... So about 2,670 new cases of invasive breast cancer are expected to be diagnosed in men as well. Yeah. Um, a man's lifetime risk of breast cancer is about 1 in 883. So it's much smaller, but it definitely still exists. Yeah. And that's crazy. Like, no one thinks of that either. Yeah. Um,
1: I didn't think about that for a very long time until, like maybe a few years ago if that
0: it's just so bad i'm sorry sorry continue
1: not only is carrie having to deal with poison oak she's also allergic to the soap she got to help
0: yeah so i'm very itchy <laughs> it's been a very itchy day i slathered myself with lotion before you got home yeah or before you got here to try and head this off and it's it's, it's starting to wear off now. If
1: you need to take a break and take a shower, no, we it's can okay. stop. It's okay. Okay.
0: We're, we got it. Okay. We're good. <laughs> it's all fine. Okay. It's all fine. Um, so, good news. Breast cancer incidence rates in the U.S. began, de- began decreasing in the year 2000. Good. Um, after increasing for the previous two decades. So, uh, they dropped by seven, 7% from 20, 2002 to 2003 alone, which is huge.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Um, one theory is that one theory is that this decrease was partially due to the reduced use of hormone replacement therapy by women after the results of a large study called Women's, the Women's Health Initiative, were published in 2002. Hmm. The, these results suggested connection between HRT and increased breast cancer risk, risk, which is interesting. What were they taking HRT for? Probably menopause. Oh, okay. I would guess. Okay. Um, like estrogen and stuff like that or um there's also some hormone i don't know about hormone replacement there or do you have to take hormone replacement after you get like a hysterectomy or something i don't know i haven't had a hysterectomy i don't know me <laughs> i don't know um but i mean there's all kinds of reasons yeah um but <clears throat> i think that's interesting and that's awesome that someone did research and figured out that that was that seems to be a cause right there yeah um so about forty-one thousand seven hundred and sixty women in the U.S. are expected to die in 2019 from breast cancer. Though oh. death rates have been decreasing <laughs> since 1989, women under fifty have experienced larger decreases. Good. So that's amazing. Yeah. Um, probably because once you get over fifty, it's harder to fight things off in general. Just because you're, yeah. you know, you're older and it's harder to it's harder to stay healthy and heal. Yeah. Truly. Um. These decreases are thought to be the result of treatment advances, earlier detection through screening, and increased awareness. Oh. Huh. So, yay. Yeah. Go to your screening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, for women in the U.S., breast cancer death rates are higher than those for any other cancer besides lung cancer. That, that is horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's the leading cancer. Um, besides skin cancer, breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer among American women. Probably because we wash ourselves and we know what doesn't feel right. Give yourselves a squeeze. Yeah. In the shower, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> Tell your partner to pay attention when they're squeezing. <laughs>
1: oh my goodness.
0: Hey <laughs> babe, give me a squeeze.
1: <laughs> Does this feel
0: right to you? Exactly. Exactly.
1: Because <laughs> it feels great to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a trap. Um <laughs> So, um let me see here. I didn't Last make it please. to my appointment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey babe.
0: Hey. Hey babe. <laughs> oh god. I watched that episode of The Office again today. <laughs> the dinner party episode. Oh god. Wait, what, you want to give the tour, babe? Upstairs or downstairs, babe? I, I don't have a preference. All mm-hmm. right, babe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what, babe? Maybe we take the beer sign down and, and then discuss it when our guests leave. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. I like it. I think it really it really pulls the room together. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> oh goodness okay so you took me by no you <laughs> made me a man that one oh. night one night <laughs> you made everything <laughs> all right <laughs> oh,
1: God, babe i did something bad babe
0: oh god <laughs> i stole this <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, it's so good. Okay. um, Yeah. So, my apartment's on fire. Um, (laughs) Flooded. Flooded. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it so much. You wouldn't abandon this party all by itself here. (laughs) You can buy
1: new stuff, but you can't buy a new party.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. So, um... (laughs) This podcast is
1: just it's The just Office just The quotes. Office,
0: yes. That's our new podcast. It's just <laughs> The Office out of context. <laughs> Everyone inside the car was fine. Stanley! <laughs> Watched that one last night. It was awesome. Okay. Uh, so, in women under 45, breast cancer is more common in African-American women than white women, which is weird. Yeah. Um, overall, African-American women are more likely to die of breast cancer. For Asian, Hispanic, and Native... American women, the risk of developing and dying for breast cancer is lower.
1: Weird. I wonder if it's because a um,
0: sickle cell Oh, disease. maybe. That could be part of it. Interesting. It's yeah. a good point. Um, so as of January 2019, there were more than 3.1 million women with a history of breast cancer in the U.S. Um, this includes women currently being treated and women who have finished treatment. Just to show us how not alone we all are. Oh, and before we
1: get much further, I really I I have a minuscule understanding of sickle cell. Please do not come at me and (laughs) and scream at me if I am wrong. the, wi- I pulled it out of my ass because I'd like to seem like I know
0: things. <laughs> it could be completely wrong. We're just wildly speculating, you guys. We are yeah. not doctors. We just like to talk. We just, we're just starting the conversation.
1: We are obviously not professionals.
0: No, definitely not. <laughs> um, so, this is interesting. Women's re- risk of breast cancer nearly doubles if she is a first-degree relative. Oh. As in mother, sister, or daughter who has been diagnosed with breast cancer. Less than 15% of women who get breast cancer have a family member diagnosed with it. Huh. Less than 15%. I would yeah. think that would be higher. Me too. Um, the, I'm not going to do that one. That one's a lot of weird genetic stuff that I don't understand. Um... <laughs>
1: We are not a science
0: podcast. No, we are not. Um, <laughs> I can refer you to a brilliant one. Um, <laughs> about eighty-five percent of breast cancer occurs in women who have no family history of breast cancer. So that's terrifying. Yeah, no one is safe. It can just pop up out of fucking random. Exactly, nowhere. that's what I'm saying. Like it's not preventable. We there's nothing you can do except for all of us to go get our get a double mastectomy right now. Yeah, that's it.
1: Well, not even fucking that no because men get it too
0: right <laughs> what? yeah what can you do they can get theirs taken off too yeah oh it's awful um and then this is the last one so uh the most significant risk factors for breast cancer are gender so being a woman and age growing older so if you are born a biological female and you age and like all of the rest of us age do. because you're a human being we're you all are, fucked. You're at risk. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. just the way it is. We're yeah. just all at risk here. So since As we're, if
1: being a woman wasn't bad enough, I know, right? <laughs> we also
0: have this. So just the thing to hear from all of those numbers is that it doesn't discriminate. We're all equal. We're all at equal risk. Mm-hmm. And so, what better cause to link our arms with and not shame each other and pull together and support each other in our choices and whether you decide to fight whether you decide to sit at home and die peacefully watching Netflix or yeah. go out in a cloud of gunfire like this one dude did with his wife. I don't know if this was breast cancer related I think she had dementia but he this was on a weird news segment that they did on another podcast uh-huh and um <laughs> they this guy, I think he was in Florida, of course. Or, yeah, because of course. Or something way down south. Um, this guy was arrested for murder, but it wasn't really murder. His uh-huh. wife died of natural causes, but he checked her out of the nursing home and brought her home because she didn't want to die in the nursing home. Yeah. And so they did like a buttload of meth <laughs> and got super <laughs> fucked up and drunk. And had sex a whole bunch. Yeah. And then she died. (laughs) And I was like, that's it. it. That's how I want to go out right there. (laughs) And
1: when on my deathbed, I will ask for LSD.
0: Yes. like (laughs) This is the one time I want to try heroin. (laughs) Give it. (laughs) So my dad has this joke that when he turns like 85 or something, he's going to take up smoking. (laughs) Because why would it? Because it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) I'm dying anyway. I've been breathing... I've been breathing poison air my entire life. Might as fucking well.
0: Exactly. Okay, so these numbers are still fairly high, and the issue here is that we all seem to subconsciously expect all cancer patients to turn into heroes or to come out on the other side looking the same and acting the same Mm -hmm. as they did before they were sick.
1: If you just had to fight death, you are not going to be the same person. It completely changes you. Yeah.
0: Uh, But when you've been through this kind of a battle, how can you shame a patient? Unless you've been through this kind of a battle or if... I don't know what I was trying to say there. How can how can a doctor shame a patient who just wants to be finished with being in pain and being in hospitals? Yeah. How can anyone shame anyone for their choices once they're done and they're cancer-free and it's time to decide what else to do with their body? And they're getting used to their new body and whether they even want to. Mm-hmm. Well, I was it
1: it's this has been in the news a lot lately because we live in fucking Kentucky mm-hmm. and Kentucky is a it is run by shitty people yeah. who wanted to put this ban on women who were wanting to get their uh breast cancer scars covered up with tattoos what like it they it was directed at them but basically like they they wanted to put this ban on putting any kind of tattoo on any Cancer scar or why? medical
0: scar. Who
1: in the fuck? What? Whose business is that? Well, whose business is my vagina? Uh,
0: well, yeah. Like, like, what? It's... Uh, but, but, like... What? It's To what government. end? Yeah. W- why does that even fucking matter? It's your fucking body. You can put a tattoo wherever you want. Is there some sort of, like, what? Is there a medical reason? Let's I don't understand. Up. Oh, my God. That's infuriating. And who... How dare you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a question. How dare you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky ban on tattoos over scars.
0: And how on earth are they going to police that?
1: Um, oh. <laughs> um Is it fake news? No, it's not fake news. It's real. Um I I was just laughing at the headline. Kentucky backpedals on proposed banning of tattoos over scars after public outcry. Yeah
0: backpedals yeah. whose idea was that um nonsense th- that's what i'm trying to figure the out. fucking governor probably because he's yeah. an asshole he's a human anus so
1: okay so more than a month after proposing that kentucky tattoo artists be barred from tattooing over scarred skin the skate de- the state department for public health has signaled that it intends to change course um The state's April 15th proposal had said that tattooing over scarred skin is prohibited, but it failed to provide specifics or define what it meant by scarred skin. The rule sparked a public outcry from groups who said that the new rule was unwarranted and unfair, particularly to those with scarring such as from mastectomies. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see here.
0: I'm still not understanding the motivation. Who decided, who woke up? In public office, and thought this is what I give a shit about. This is the most important thing, and this is what we need to shit on today. And I'm sorry, but good luck telling tattoo artists where they can and can't put shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wish that I
1: could fucking read this article. It's okay. Don't worry. About I, it. <laughs> I hate this fucking don't website.
0: Worry about it. Um. At least they listened. At yeah. least there was public outcry, and they listened. So let's talk about some reconstruct all the different reconstructions that there are. I'm gonna go quick. Okay. I'm just going to list them real quick. Just okay. two, there's a lot, um, and I'm not even going to read the, um, if there's one that you're like, what the fuck's that, then I'll read the little two sentence blurb, but I don't even really want to do that because they're, <sighs> because they're weird. I'm just trying to hammer home the fact that this can be really overwhelming time. So you're just to picture that you're sitting in the room with your doctor after you've been declared cancer free. Mm-hmm. Or whenever you decide you get, whenever your reconstruction decision happens. Um, You're sitting there. You've been through chemo. You've been through radiation. Double mastectomy, half you know, one single mastectomy, lumpectomy, whatever it is. And you're sitting there with your doctor. And they pull out this list and say, which direction would you like to go? Oh, no. You see how many pages I have? Oh, oh, no. Apex Flap ex- SM Breast re- Reconstruction, D-I-E-P Breast Reconstruction, Stacked Flap SM Breast Reconstruction. These all sound horrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't want to read the... Uh, a-, <laughs> a lot of them have to do with pulling bits from other bits of your body to put there. Nope. No, no thanks. And it makes me want to itch all over, um, which I already do. So... um. SGAP breast reconstruction, body lift flap breast reconstruction, hybrid breast reconstruction, uh, lumpectomy repair, implant breast reconstruction, Mm -hmm. nipple sparing mastectomy, 3D nipple and 4D nipple SM. What the fuck? Yeah. And then after all of that, you can still have it be botched. Oh, caring. And then have to go back and spend more money because a lot of times insurance doesn't cover that. Um, if it's botched. If it's botched, you should be able to sue the doctor. That's true. However, that's not always possible. Yeah, You would think that if, you know, a hospital killed your mother-in-law, you could sue the hospital. But, yeah. unfortunately, there ain't no money in that if you're not on real insurance because you're on disability Because you're a victim of the opiate crisis in our country. So, just saying. It's not always as simple. Yeah. But listen to all of that. I know. That is is wild. It's insane. It's insane. And (laughs) so then you have to weigh all of those decisions with, you know what? My husband and I have talked it over or my partner and I have talked it over. I keep saying husband. My (laughs) partner and I have talked it over and... We're okay. We're going to leave it. And then you're met with an eye roll or, you know, this judgy look or uh, judgy wording from people who think that you need to now go out and look like a woman. You look like a woman just fine. You don't have to have boobs. Just FYI. We've got a really cool photographer that we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Yeah. But the, you know, it's just, there's so much derision. Like I've been, I have not. I've never had breast cancer, so I know this isn't really the same, but I've definitely been met with a lot of judgment from healthcare professionals over medication that I've been on and stuff like that yeah. or, or over over dis- the disorders that I have, you know, because people are ignorant and don't believe ADD is real. And, you know, so they roll their eyes or they say, hmm, maybe because you're on this medicine maybe that's what's causing blah 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 and i'm like well this is the first day this has happened and i've been on the medicine for six years so probably not yeah i'm gonna go with no thanks i'll be back later or i won't be back ever sorry (laughs) i'll be back never yeah never see you again (laughs) yeah that was really relieved a relief when i went to my new doctor finally because I went to my action to an actual doctor down here, got my mm-hmm. got my allergy meds. Yeah, yay! Can you breathe better? Now? I can breathe better, but I'm covered in sores from yeah. <laughs> poison oak. <laughs> um, but I was met with so much. I-, I was finally in a doctor's office environment where it was all female, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> particularly because I hadn't been able to shave my legs for over a week because I can't risk spreading this yeah anywhere else um <laughs> with my razor um so it was really nice like I went in and she was like are you okay without your ADD medicine and I was like oh my god what oh all right
1: are you going back on your ADD medicine I don't medicine? know I might
0: I've been thinking Carrie, about it what you should have been like no please give it to me well that's all I could think about was I I she, 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 it was, I, we were establishing care, but I yeah. also was getting a shot yeah. for this nightmare that is my skin. And I was like, that's fair. I was like, ah, uh, you know, all I can think about right now is my skin, <laughs> but I'll make another appointment here in a month and we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. But like, it, it, it's actually, it, and it, it really hit me because I was like, wow, it's incredible how much derision I've been met with. For so long, I was so terrified back home. When I switched away, I, I couldn't afford to go to my therapy. We couldn't afford to see our therapist anymore, yeah. our psychiatrist anymore. So we had to get like our records printed off and taken to our GP so we could get our medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was so scared to go in and tell him what I needed. Yeah, what I needed to be to be on, and and he was very standoffish about it and like uncomfortable. And I was just like, it's. <laughs> there's six years of records right in front of you, dude. Like, Yeah. Y- you know, so like I've experienced that on a small scale-, scale. I can't imagine when it comes to my choices for my body, you know, and like, <sighs> it's such an intensely personal choice. Yeah. And it's a very painful choice and it's, it, it's, it's a choice that's always filled with tears and questioning and... You know, and it, it really takes a supportive partner. You know, if you if if you're not the one with the cancer, you you have don't to get to say. Well, you do yeah. get a say because well, you do a little bit. It, yeah. It's got there's got to be a conversation. Well, I you mean, know, of like, what are you comfortable with? Yeah. Do you, I mean, what what are we all, what are we both comfortable with? Yeah. Is there some place we can meet in the middle? Because I mean. You sorry, know. I was
1: meaning the doctor that. Oh gave yes, the eye I'm roll. so sorry. Yes, you don't yes, get a say. No, the
0: doctor doesn't get that say <laughs> when it comes to that. Yeah. Now they get a say when it comes to these are your options. Mm-hmm. But if you decide to just stick with your scars and stick with what you've been left with, more power to you. If you decide to go full reconstruction, go for it. Mm-hmm. The point is that it's your choice. Yeah. And nobody gets to roll their eyes at you. So I'm done. Yeah. If they <laughs> roll
1: your eyes, their eyes at you, I give you permission to smack them. And
0: some of these reconstruction things, like I said, t- they, they go from taking like fat from other parts of your body and injecting it into your boob area. And I mean, it's not just injecting, but you know, reconstructing from other parts of your body. So you're not just healing up top, you're healing in another area too. Mm-hmm. And then you have another scar. And then it's also, there's so much more to reconstruction up top there then people realize, um, I'll refer you to Jane the Virgin, there's a breast cancer plot mm-hmm. in, in that movie, in that show, and there, there's, like, separators and, like, things that have to drain and, oh. like, stretchers and things that they have to put in to, like, make sure the skin heals correctly and that there's this pocket for them to, like, put an implant of some sort in. And it's just... You know, there's just a lot more to it than people realize. And if you decide you don't want to go through that pain because you've been through enough pain, you get to make that choice. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So, Um. I'm done. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, um, my segment is kind of a story. This is an interview with a, um, used to be a pretty well-known actress, who uh, had breast cancer and lived through it. Nice. And uh, her name is, well, you might know her. Um, You watched their original Charmed, right? Yes. Okay. Do you know Prue? Yeah, Shannon Doherty. Yeah. Yeah. She had breast cancer. I know. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I found this lovely, lovely interview, and I thought that she was just so positive, Mm -hmm. and I... She
0: has an incredibly supportive husband, too.
1: Yes. Like, he was wonderful Mm -hmm. um so again as normal just reading this word for word because this can say it better than i ever could right um so the headline is um shannon doherty doherty um on how breast cancer (laughs) changed her body and how she learned to love it again
0: she was also on 90210 if you ever if anyone ever watched that i didn't but
1: she was on beverly hills 90210 and Mm -hmm. charmed yes um, after a journey through breast cancer and a tough reconstruction process, the actress tells us about how it affected her relationships, learning to love her body again, and her goals for the future. Nice. Um, so let's see here. I've seen a
0: couple of interviews with her about this. She's, she's a fighter, man. Yeah. She was, um. And especially when you're an actress, like, that's such a image-centric business, mm-hmm. you know, that just adds a whole nother layer. Yeah. Ugh.
1: And I'm just going to read this. If you feel like you need to cut any of it, yeah, you can.
0: Okay. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. So, um, if you
1: had looked at her life a few years ago, you would have seen something pretty darn idyllic. Through years of hard work and inedible rolls on, um, indelible rolls. Inedible? <laughs> inedible. You couldn't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i mean i guess that's true too
0: yeah <laughs> they're also indelible and inedible
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: roles on beverly hills
1: 90210 and Charmed. she had established herself as a talented and respected hollywood actress and she had found love with and settled down with photographer kurt is as is- is- Rowing- i can't say yep. his last name that's kurt i
0: yep Kurt.
1: <laughs> classic kurt yes <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, lovely Kurtz. Then in 2015, she was diagnosed with breast cancer and her world dramatically changed. Shannon immediately swung into action and what followed was a whirlwind.
0: It's been a whirlwind.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) i've been talking all day that's fair (laughs) and what followed was a whirlwind it's been eye-opening and lightning and hard she admits there were definitely dips and valleys where i thought god i wish this were easier her initial attempts at fighting the cancer cells with hormone therapy proved to be ineffective as the disease had spread to her lymph nodes oh no yeah it got really bad um so in May 2016 Shannon had a single mastectomy followed by grueling courses of chemotherapy and then radiation. About a year after her radiation was complete, she underwent an intense reconstruct- reconstructive surgery. Now I'm in remission um and she was 47 at the mm-hmm. time this article was done. Um, but I'm still not done with this journey. Every five years, cancer free is another milestone. Yeah. Nonetheless, she's brimming with strength, positivity, and even gratitude for the disease that threatened to end her life.
0: I met her. You did? Mm-hmm. When did you meet her? I met her at a comic con. I did a photo op with her and, um, Aww. her Leo and, uh, Piper.
1: Oh, I'm so jealous. That was awesome. How did I not know this? It was amazing.
0: I need to see pictures. I don't know where it went. I paid 200 bucks for that photo, and I have no idea where it is. Carrie net. I, <laughs> I know. I know. It's here somewhere. Okay. I just, you know, we moved. I don't yeah. know where things are still. So,
1: but yeah, it was awesome. Um, as brutal as it was, cancer was a gift, she says. It opened me up, taught me, it taught me about myself, and it changed me as a human being
0: forever. Um, So... Well, and if you it. think about it, like, if you've seen Charmed and Beverly Hills 90210, like, that was a point, that was a part of TV history where things were very skimpy, and, like, you you, wa- you see her walking around with her gorgeous body and her, like, backless bra, everything's backless and braless, and someone who had, like, a strong body image. Yeah. And then... Had to have it immediately stripped. Just ripped to yeah. shreds. Like, it's just... Oh, man. That's a whole journey. Yeah. I mean, I can just think about how I feel just from gaining a little bit of weight and like, oh, they made me step on the scale at the doctor.
1: Yeah, that's always fun.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's all fine. (laughs) You
1: are beautiful just the way you are. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Okay. So first question, going back, what do you remember about your initial diagnosis? (sighs) Yeah, we're going there. There was a lump and I had a mammogram and then a biopsy. When I got the results, I was in the car with my mom and I just knew. The longer I sat, the more it started sinking in. Then I started crying. I called my husband and told him. And from there, I just put together a team, including L.A.-based surgeons, uh, Dr. Armando Gilliano and Dr. Jay Oranger and oncologist Dr. Lawrence Cairo. so assembled a team that's probably a very smart move
0: that's <laughs> awesome that she had the money to and the resources to do that yeah um what made you decide to
1: be so candid about everything on social media It was just about being as honest as possible, and then it became very important to me that I was there for people who were going through it. I would never give medical advice because I'm not a doctor, but I would always say advocate for yourself, Mm -hmm. and also I get a little less trolls and haters on social media now, so that's good.
0: Well, that's another thing that, like, everyone has an opinion when it's cancer, Mm -hmm. and the point is that it's your body, and you do what's best for you, Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to, like, the appearance of your body and such a sexualized area like that it needs to be a conversation between the two of you to make sure hey this is what I'm thinking what do you think not because it matter not because it's like oh you want your boobs to be hot for your husband or you know or whoever yeah but just things are better when it's a conversation as opposed to hey this is what I'm doing it's better when it's together i guess but it's also what's best for the two of you it's not what's best for your mom and your 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 daughter or your grandfather or your pastor or yeah it, everyone has an opinion it's like when you have a kid everyone has an opinion yeah <laughs> you have to do what's best for you mm-hmm. you have
1: to do what's going to make your home life much easier yes and if they're not living in your house in your bedroom then in your body no it, then it's not any of their business no and um okay so and this what this line I just absolutely love um I think because cancer stripped me of my defense mechanisms it allowed people to see all sides of me nice she she just this is very well worded um what was the lowest point throughout the journey I remember I got in the shower to wash my hair and it just started coming out in oh, clumps honey. I started screaming for my mom. I think this was harder than the surgeries. It was like, oh, my God, this is real. Right away, I made the decision to shave my head. My friend came over and she shaved it.
0: <sighs> Man. She had the most gorgeous hair, too. Like. <sighs> okay. um,
1: <laughs> Right. Uh, l- Let's see. I made the decision to shave my head. Uh, We laughed. We cried. She shaved it in stages. So it was like a page boy, then punk rock shaved (laughs) on the sides. It was a fun experience considering that I was devastated. How did your husband of seven years handle it? A pivotal moment for me was when I was deathly ill from the chemo. They were worried about my organs shutting down because I couldn't keep anything in. One time, I couldn't lift my head. I couldn't suck on an ice cube. I was done. And Kurt was crying, saying, please don't leave me. I looked at him and thought, I can't do this to him. So I dug deep, gathered everything up, and charged forward again. Kurt and I got through one of the worst things a couple can go through, and we came out stronger.
0: Oh, man. That's insane. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my goodness, I couldn't even imagine. No, me neither. Um instead of a traditional implant, you chose DIEP flap and uh, an innovative breast reconstruction using your own skin and tissue. Mm-hmm. What brought about that decision? One of my biggest complaints was that because my cancer had spread to my lymph nodes, they really had to remove a lot under my armpit. I could almost feel my rib cage and it was really bothering me. Oh. Plus, you have to replace implants, and I want to go under the knife as little as humanly possible. It's a harder surgery for sure, and afterward, the skin is pulled so tight you feel like it's going to rip open. It's a crazy feeling. Ugh.
0: <sighs> oh, God.
1: Yeah. How was your body affected by everything? The hormones I went on through my body into men- menopause instantly. My metabolism came as- to a screeching halt, and I put on a ton of weight chemo also put on weight for me plus the chemo and radiation drain collagen right out of your skin so you age really quickly for me the hardest part is the scars every time I get out of the shower I look and it's like oh my god I'm Frankenstein oh honey yeah um how are you learning to love your body again I love that my body is strong and that it has the ability to fight something like cancer I'm trying to show it more appreciation by going to a nutritionist Um, And doing strength training and boxing at the Box and Burn almost every day. Nice. Importantly, my perception of sexy has changed. For me now, sexy is strength. Sexy is vulnerability. Sexy is compassion. Sexy is grace. Why should I care so much about the physical shell? Exactly. Um, Before cancer, you were open about wanting a family. Has that changed? It's not possible for me to get pregnant because I can't get out of menopause. That would require estrogen and I'm choosing not to take... not to take hormone pills. I can't risk those levels coming up. Right. It's the thought that higher estrogen levels might uh, might increase the risk of a cancer reoccurrence. We're having conversations about an egg donor, maybe adoption, but there's fear there. Am I going to last five years, ten years? I certainly wouldn't want my ten year old burying a mother. I've always wanted a kid, but maybe I'm supposed to be a mother in a different way.
0: Oh wow
1: do you feel different now that you're in your 40s I didn't even know myself when I was in my 20s I was a passionate kid but I was also a scared kid I hid behind so many things I hid behind attitude I want to give that person a hug in my 30s I got kind of smart now I'm in my 40s but I've had so much to deal with I'm not sure what my 40s are like it's a learning experience for sure
0: yeah through her whole 40s she was sick yeah yeah um <laughs> you didn't even get to experience your 40s <laughs> yeah no <laughs>
1: honey how did your cancer battle change you i felt more feminine and vulnerable than i've felt in my entire life i was always used to being the strong one and during that time period every wall i'd built up in my life came down i also had a lot more time to look at myself and say i'm pretty i'm a pretty okay person and cut myself some slack i've had a lot of those epif- epiphanies <laughs> it's okay to stumble Um, I had an epiphany,
0: an (laughs) epiphany. Is that margarita empty or
1: uh, no? (laughs) I was quoting Michael.
0: Uh, well, no, I know. (laughs) I was just checking on you. Thanks. Why say big word when small word do trick? (laughs) When small word do trick. (laughs) What are you gonna do with all this new time, Sea World? Big word with small world <laughs> Sea world. Now here the are you saying Sea World, like see the world or sea world? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Dolphins? Fish? Sharks? Rome? Italy? France? Well, now we don't know again, Kevin. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> Now we don't know. (laughs) When I become president, they see. They see.
0: (laughs) I love him so much. He's my favorite.
1: (laughs) Do you really not know? Because
0: it is a big deal. (laughs) Do you not know about jail? (laughs) Oh, you would love jail. (laughs) (laughs) i asked him
1: to explain that like three times because it sounds a lot like what i do every day
0: (laughs) insider trading (laughs) yes
1: and this has become the office
0: yes and now this is our other (laughs) podcast welcome to the office out of context Um
1: (laughs) Where we just scream everyone inside the car was fine, Stanley, at each other at 2 a.m. in a hotel room.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Um, Okay. Just to break up the tears (laughs) that are pouring down both of our cheeks right now. (laughs) Yes. Because
1: I didn't think I was going to cry, and then I did. Yeah. And I had to have a drink and laugh about Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Now we don't know again, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of work, what does the future hold for you? I love working and I can't wait to be back at it full time. For the first time in my career, I'm looking at it in a very different way. I went through cancer and was methodical and I'm putting a team together and and the decisions I made. That's how I'm looking at my career now. I've always been like, I just need to work and make money. I didn't ever choose with strategy and now I'm a little bit more strategic. Mm -hmm. It's not a race for me anymore. What makes you happiest now? It's it's the little things that are making me laugh the expressions on my dog's face my husband playing air guitar as we walk down the street Mm -hmm. it's all those little moments the ones that make me smile and really feel joyful that i'm still here to enjoy them and that is the end of that article that's beautiful I. it is it was a gorgeous article and she is so strong and i was amazed So, um, I do want to talk a little bit about the photographer that Carrie brought Mm -hmm. up earlier. His name is David J. Um,
0: I heard about him from my friend, Abby. Shout out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have two little calls to actions here. So calls to action, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, he created a portfolio called the scar project. Mm -hmm. Um, Breast cancer is not a pink ribbon.
0: Um, his name is David J, and... And by the way, let me just step in here real fast. We're Uh not shitting on you if you find joy or are not offended by the pink ribbon and you're a breast cancer survivor. Like, that's not what we're talking about. It's just that some people who have been through it and it's been insanely difficult get a little offended when all of a sudden all the athletes are wearing pink to show their breast cancer support, but no one's talking about it. Yeah, You know? So it's... It's just one of those things that we all just need to remember when we see the pink ribbon. Yeah. What it really represents. And
1: it represents feminism and being just... Being
0: strong. Yeah. And being a warrior. Mm-hmm. Because we're fucking warriors. <laughs> yeah.
1: And if... I, I mean, if you have gone through anything close to what Shannon went through, what some of these women that are in these photos have went through, you're a warrior. hmm And, um, I mean, these photos are just, they're and you, gorgeous. And, and you get to
0: be proud of your scars. Yeah. Because it's a symbol of your strength. That's the thing.
1: Yeah. And these are all showing off breast cancer scars mm-hmm. and they are all beautiful. And my um, favorite
0: one is the, the girl who's pregnant.
1: Yeah. I just was looking at that one. Um, I will post a link to this on our social media, Mm -hmm. and um, does he
0: have an Instagram that we can so that we can um, be sure to cite him or something when we post?
1: I don't know, but I can look at that. Yeah, when I look into that. Um. So, um, that's a good thing to look at. Um, and I'm almost done. (laughs) Um, but anyway, these women are just so strong.
0: Yeah, they're gorgeous and. And like it's it's not just white women, it's
1: black women, it's Asian women, and it's just it's so it's cool. Everyone, yeah, um, because this doesn't
0: this disease doesn't discriminate. Yeah, and um, then another thing that I wanted to—they're um, these gorgeous like boudoir type pictures of these of, of, topless, of course, of these women and their and all of their their scars, whether their reconstruction came from another from other areas of their body or whether they did a lumpectomy so that things are kind of like wrinkled or mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah it was all really eye opening and really a picture of what this disease can do to your body
1: yeah and um there was another thing that i found um it's p incorg okay um so their uh tagline is breast cancer doesn't have to leave the last mark
0: nice and
1: um so this website matches women who have had breast cancer with tattoo artists that would be the best um that would do the best job like in their area to get tattoos to cover their scars nice. and you can donate to this so that women that don't have the money to do it mm-hmm. can have it done um that's amazing yeah so most when someone was fighting this yeah Mm. <laughs> and in kentucky because of course Ooh, okay. um m- yeah so their goal is to connect breast cancer survivors with tattoo artists who can provide a form of healing that no one else can and um you can turn it into art yes and they um they the first day that they um they have a video on here from their first 12 hour Inkathon where they had all these tattoo artists mm, tattooing on these nice. ones just for 12 hours That's straight. That's amazing. Yes. And um, you can donate. You can buy swag. You can contact them if you're an artist and you want to do it. Um, it's really cool. And I'm going to post a link to their website as well. Um, and yeah, I just, I thought it was amazing. Because that is another option. Like if you don't want to have reconstruction done, because it would just make things worse. Mm-hmm. This is another option if you want to cover it. Yeah. Um. Because in a I,
0: different way and turn it into a work of art. Yeah. And something that you'll see is pretty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like when I um, my most recent tattoo um was done over self harm scars. Mm-hmm. So my my form of expression with scars is to cover them up. Mm-hmm. Was something that's beautiful and reminds me that I'm still here after hor- horrific things like that.
0: So, yeah. I didn't do it, but I thought about it. So it's right there. And my mom yeah. nailed it, actually. This was my first tattoo. Uh-huh. And she was like, so tell me about this. And I explained, you know, mm-hmm. I got fully alive and then in an ichthus, And I wanted it right there where I could see. And she was like, did you put that there because you thought about k- killing yourself? And I said, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's why I have this one here. Yep. And I'm going to put another one here.
0: Yeah. Every day. Yeah. It reminds you that you're here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wrote it right there. <laughs> See, it's right there. It's right there. <laughs> it says it. It's right yeah. there. In <laughs> black and peach. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but that well, is... Well, actually,
0: <laughs> I got them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, but that is it for my segment and um, I mean this isn't this wasn't as like
0: this wasn't as lengthy of an episode because yeah. neither of us have been in this position but we felt like it was important to talk about. Yeah and, and we, we have, wanted
1: to be kind of upbeat about it that's yeah. why I chose the survivor story. Um, and we um
0: we wanted to just give a voice or start a conversation whatever it is just to this issue and um <laughs> apparently to remind you to pay attention to politics because people are fucking dumb yeah so um oh
1: wow this what? is a really short episode
0: guys yeah it's I'm really sorry. short it's okay <laughs> it's okay they we, last week was like two hours it's fine yeah. <laughs> it's fine people need a break you yeah. guys are getting a ton of bonus content so um coming up very soon so um yes. we're gonna record um we're going to re- start recording and releasing some weird news, and we're going to start recording some Patreon content. So yeah. head on over and donate if you want to hear our voices more. Because
1: you-, <laughs> you don't get enough of us. On oh, Monday I know, mornings. right? The sun <laughs> shines out of our assholes. So. Yes,
0: it does. And you should be happy about yeah. it.
1: <laughs> well, I think it's time for a game. Yeah,
0: before I claw my skin off of my body. Yeah, and then you go shower, and then we will record <sighs> okay. more episodes. Okay.
1: I shall write while you do that. Because Take a I deck. Need to do that.
0: Take a deck, any deck.
1: It's my turn to read first. It is. Mine. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> <laughs> what will you do with all this free time? <laughs> sea World.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Does anyone have can anyone speak for Kevin as to why he shouldn't be fired? Based on his merit. <laughs> no, I get it, it's fine.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. I love there Kevin. is
1: one area of this office where three people are doing the work that could be done by two. Oh.
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm popping blood vessels.
1: Uh, Carrie, let's do this. Okay.
0: I look like it just played volleyball. S- stop it. Oh, it hurts. Stop it. it. It's just so bad. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, this is our game, um, If You Had To, by Drunk, Stoned, or Stupid. Please sponsor us. Um, so, Kay's going to go first. So, if you had to, would you? What is it?
1: Raise a business of ferrets as your children.
0: Oh, my God. I love ferrets. A herd of ferrets is called a business? Yes. I love that so (laughs) much! I
1: mean, it's true. They steal and then sell stuff to make money.
0: That warms my heart! That warms my heart so much! (laughs) We have a business of ferrets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's adorable. I told you about the cutest little ferret ever, didn't I? I think so. But anyway, so, um... (laughs) <laughs> or so would you rather say it again raise the business of ferrets as your children or bathe every morning with a fire hose oh ow yeah i know right uh, the ferrets. i'm gonna pick the ferrets <laughs> that's way more adorable <laughs> oh goodness well thank you guys so much for listening um head on over to our um instagram facebook or twitter um we're definitely gonna post some of the photos by that photographer because they are gorgeous mm-hmm. um and um, we'll have more visual aids and things like that. Um, definitely follow us so that you can keep up to date with when we're going to be releasing bonus content and yeah. things like that. Um, and definitely give us a comment. Slide into our DMs. We love talking to you guys. It's like my favorite... Fav- my- it's like my favorite part of my day yeah um and it distracts me from you know wanting to peel all my skin off so um (laughs) but um more than anything we definitely want to remember want you to remember you are not a monster thanks guys bye bye hey guys thank you for listening to talk crooked check out our tumblr blog at talk crooked for sources and photos you can also follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at talk crooked You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked.
1: Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories
0: related to our previous episodes, email
1: us at talkcricket at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carry and at gmail.com. K bye.